Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Oh, hi, Malcolm Nance. Good morning, sir. Uh-oh. Hello, good morning. There you hi. are. Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, well, first of all, your uh, immediate thoughts on the speech last night. Well, I love this speech. And, you know, my biggest problem is not with the Republicans anymore. My biggest problem was with these Democrats who don't like Joe Biden, who think Joe Biden is... Uh, you know, isn't the next FDR and give them everything they wanted and push them down to a 39% approval rating. That speech was awesome. It was awesome. And if that doesn't remind you why we elected him president with 81 million votes, then we're just going to lose everything this November because everybody's being, you know, uh, namby-pamby about, I didn't get this, I didn't get that. That was a great speech. And America is now leading again in the world. Uh, And then you have these two children in the audience giving hissy fits. Those two people could be Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene could be the leadership of the House of Representatives next year because Democrats won't vote. And they're not madly in love with Joe Biden the way Republicans are with Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, yeah, 81 million of us are not a cult. Um, we, I actually, I, I, as I've said over and over, Malcolm, he has accomplished more in one year than any president ever. I, I think it is provable, uh, whether it's economically on COVID, what he has just done in terms of Ukraine and uniting the world. Um, I have yeah. to say, Malcolm, you're the intelligence expert here. I've been pretty shocked. I'm no military or mm-hmm. intelligence expert, but uh, what the Ukrainian people, I, I mean, all these latest reports we're seeing of, you know, Russians surrendering of them, you know, sabotaging their own tanks, of them tipping uh, Ukraine off to an assassination attempt on Zelensky. I, all of this, it doesn't <coughs> seem like Putin bargained for, did he? No, and, and you know, your your audience has been, the beneficiary of me talking about this every week while I was over there in that month, meeting these people, seeing these people, it was very clear to me the Russians would not have an easy time. Now it's becoming even more clear to me that the Russians, in fact, could lose this war. Yeah. And I'm the only one in, in news media saying it now. Everybody is going by Pentagon assessment. So I, 
he used to contribute to those Pentagon assessments. And they're always the, the, you know, the most dangerous course of action and worst case course of action. But what about the best case course of action for the Ukrainians? Yeah. Uh, some people are saying we're setting ourselves up for disappointment by relying so much on the, the, you know, on the Ukrainian news media and what we're seeing. What we're seeing are facts. The Russian army invasion is not going quickly. It's not. And they are being caught up in many places. Prisoner people are surrendering. Groups of guys are running out of fuel and they just give up the tanks. Yeah. You, well, and we're you, seeing it everywhere. You retweeted, and you hear these people, you retweeted well, somebody, saying, Malcolm, just quickly, that said, why, why Russia will lose this war? Much of the realist discourse is about accepting Putin's victory because it's guaranteed. How do we know it is? I'll argue that analysts, one, overrate the Russian army, two, underrate Ukrainian, one, three, misunderstand Russian strategy and political goals. And you just said, I am one of those analysts who thinks that Ukraine could ultimately win. Um, I mean, the experts, Malcolm, were saying Kiev would fall in a day. Or two days tops, right? Yeah, it was 24 to 72 hours. And then I was, you know, talking to a a group of friends, including one who writes for a major magazine. And they were like, well, U.S. intelligence is saying seven days. Really? Because tomorrow's seven days. They're nowhere near the city. The two incursions which were allowed into the city, one of them was allowed into the city. And they massacred those people on a boulevard. As soon as I heard they were on that boulevard, I thought, why would you ever be on that boulevard? Because, you know, the zoos on the left and skyscrapers are on the right. They let them in to kill them. It was a kill zone. So, you know, the Ukrainians are fighting and it's home field advantage. They know what they're doing and they are motivated. And, you know, that, that General Russell Honor used an old... Uh, army's term right when you got the will and the skill it equals kill and the ukrainians are all about that if you watch you know they got some good propaganda videos of like the soldier going hey little brother why are you here you know we're just a bunch of pissed off ukrainians you're coming in with 150,000. there's five million of us in kiev alone (laughs) right 42 (laughs) million people there and they're all angry Malcolm, talk to us about this convoy. You said there's conflicting reports about the length of this convoy. Convoy, yeah. <laughs> um, military convoys don't move end to end like that. But yeah, by, let's talk but about by that. small units. You said units may spread out over forty miles, but that's not all combat strength. Many are vulnerable support. I'm sure what uh, we're looking uh, at is units. That, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure what we're looking at is we're looking at Vladimir Putin giving the commanding generals an ultimatum, right? You will move on Kiev. You will move on Kiev with everything you have. Well, they went down the two precise axes that I had predicted because I drove those roads. The one that goes up through Chernobyl and the other one that goes up through this area, Buka, near the Antonov Aircraft Factory in Hostomil. And I predicted there would be these hellebore assaults by the special forces and the Russian paratrooper forces. I saw one of the videos of that yesterday that's finally come out. They were shooting helicopters down left and right, like six in one, you know, 20-second video. Um, They really took it to these Russians. They took that airfield back, and now all of those trucks, armored vehicles, and tanks are on, you know, really two roads, major roads. They're not major roads. They're small roads. These are two vehicle roads and they're lined up down there. And, you know, everybody goes in the news media. Oh, it's a massive army. 
I see it. I think, holy cow, this is the greatest ambush since Hell's Highway and the Battle of Mutla Ridge in Kuwait City in 1991, where we slaughtered 400 vehicles that were trying to leave Kuwait City. They don't have our air power, but they have air power. They have artillery, they have rockets, and they have guys with guns and rockets who would just run through that place like the Avengers. And, you know, these attacks are already happening. So if you wonder why over the last 48 hours you haven't heard anything about that convoy moving, it's because they're getting hit left and right. They're using drones on them, MiG-29s, all sorts of stuff. There are just so many targets to kill. Yeah. I mean, another how- thing, there was another convoy in this one sec. There was another convoy in the south that was of a greater danger to the Ukrainian army, uh, you know, near uh, Kherson. And uh, they hit that with fighter aircraft. They destroyed. They claim 800 vehicles. There's video of at least 150 to 250 of those vehicles that were marshaled all together on fire. So this stuff is happening. Uh, what we have to do is news media does not have good analysts. And I'm not no. on all the time. And so what they get is they get caught up in these cycles of, oh, there's a convoy. And I'm already two days ahead of them going, that convoy is being slaughtered. And then two, yeah. four days from now, we'll hear them say, well, oh, it's not making any progress. Yeah. And then five days they'll go, oh, it was attacked five days ago. Right. Malcolm, what? I mean, I think <laughs> That's for the people- way you're going to have to play it. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. For those of us that aren't military experts, it is hard to understand how one of the largest, most powerful militaries in the world, how, how are they running out of food and fuel? And I mean, you know... It does seem extraordinary that, that, you know, we're hearing all this, even them sabotaging their own tanks or surrendering or not knowing why they were there, thinking they were going for exercises. It's as as simple as this. The, The confidence of the Russian army, the estimations of them were based on the technology of their advanced tanks and advanced infantry systems. But there is one fundamental factor that many in news media and these these defense analysts and even the Pentagon didn't factor in correct. They're Russians, okay? And you have to take into account, they just went from a conscript prisoner-based army to a contract army just in the last 10 years. The American army has been contract-based volunteers who want to fight for the last 50, 60 years. The Russians have not. And these guys didn't expect most of the soldiers were not told they were going to fight in Ukraine. Yeah. Only the officers were told that. So these soldiers are, they don't want to fight the war. And this isn't Vietnam level, we don't want to fight the war because, you know, we're getting, you know, these guys are good at it. They don't want to fight from the very beginning. Yeah. And yeah. so how do, you, how, do you, how do you win a war with soldiers that sabotage themselves? Yeah. How do you win a war with guys who won't fight? 
Yeah, well, you and also uh, someone had tweeted about Russians are destroying the Kiev TV tower. They're trying to cut us off from communication. And you said, are you attacking? Mm. This is another symbol of frustration and the slowness of their approach. They thought they'd win quickly and seize all infrastructure intact. This is a sign they're going to destroy all prominent uh, symbols of Kiev. I mean, it, it, I guess yeah. The, yeah, the danger to me is obviously my, the reports of how, of how angry and... That tower. I'm sorry? Sorry, my not, first day in Kiev, I saw that tower and I said, that thing's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess, you know, what I was saying is the, what gets uh, scary for those of us lay people is, you know, the reports of how angry and frustrated Putin is getting and, you know, already seem pretty detached from reality. What 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 is your I mean, what do you see in terms of? Right. I mean, I think that that that's what the fear is. Right. Is what what is he going to do as he be- becomes more and more humiliated on the world stage? Right. Well, apparently we, 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 we're not very good at predicting this. Even people who are intimate and close to him are quite baffled at what he's doing and how he's doing it. So all bets are off the table about what he's going to do. I suspect that if he really gets a thwomping, and, I, and I'm going to tell you something, those big arrows that you see on television with whole sections of Ukraine taken, those are incorrect. The only thing they've taken is the highways that they're on. And so none of that terrain in between Highway A and Highway B has been occupied by Russian forces. They're occupied by Ukrainian citizens. And since they're not maneuvering off of these roads, the Ukrainian army knows how to maneuver and get around and behind you and beside you and wipe you out with the help of citizens who are calling in going, here's truck A, here's convoy B. This stuff is going to be bad for Russia, I suspect, in the end. And then I suspect that Putin will call a national emergency, will mobilize a million conscripts, right, and then attempt to come down there and do what the Nazis did in 1940. Yeah. Um, Malcolm, quickly before you go, just I have to say, I think of you, of course, all the time and all of the books you've written and how early you've warned about all this. Just but what has happened the moment we find us ourselves in where you have, you know, Trump and Pompeo and Fox News like openly rooting for Putin, but, you know, massively being repudiated really uh, by the rest of the world. I mean, to the extent that I don't know how you felt about the president not even mentioning it last night, you know, in terms of uh, just this whatever we want to call them, traitor caucus in America. That's a pretty good name. And um to tell you the truth, I mean, I, I, you know, I was a Republican very early on in my career, but I was a Colin Powell-style Republican, right? Strong on national security, hard on Russia and foreign policy, and liberal on, um, you know, social issues. Now, that caucus, those people, we're considered the far left. Okay, yeah. that's how far to the right the Republicans have gone. They hate any victory for a Democrat in national security. To the point where they will openly side with our enemies. That's yeah. where we are now in America. You know, they've become, you know, really just, uh, you know, people, not opposition, but contrarians. So whatever you do, I hate you. I'm going to do the opposite. Yeah. This is just not the way to do business. Yeah. So, I mean, the most that we can do is try to stave them off. But now I'm going to cycle back to being uh, angry at the Democrats. There's no reason. 20% of Democrats should not approve of Joe Biden's approval rating. There's no reason for it. 
He should be in the 60s where if you add that 20% of, oh, I'm disappointed, I didn't get my lollipop group of Democrats are, particularly the progressives. You're getting way more than you ever would have gotten with anyone, including Trump. Everyone wanted FDR. Well, you might be getting FDR in 1939 if you don't look out and we don't win again in November. Yeah. Right? Only this time, the America First movement that supported the Nazis would be in charge and we would just abandon everybody and then Pearl Harbor happens, right? By the way, we've got to. This is not a game, people. Yeah. We've got to stay united, Malcolm, because I, honestly, the polling that's most frustrating is, what is it, 75% of the American people are against, the, think what Putin's doing is wrong. Yeah. But percentage of Republicans still don't, you know, don't think Joe, Joe Biden's doing the right thing, even though he's doing everything they're saying. And in the polling, it's gotten so tribal and so reflexive, you know, reflexively, whatever Biden does, we don't like it. You know, that, that we have to say, stay united on our side because. Well, what about the yeah. 57%? that say that we're in a recession. Ah, yeah, recession. What about the 57% that says we're in a recession? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. the greatest economy in the last two decades, and everyone believes that we're in a crisis. Right. It's right. Republicans. They just know how to message horrible things better than Democrats. Democrats need to start saying, we're good at this. We're great. The economy's awesome. Yep. When the president did last night. All right. Um, Malcolm, we're out of time. Uh, thank you for your service, sir, as always. We will talk to you next hey. week. <laughs> okay. Wait, this All delay right, is killing go. me this week. All yeah. right. Love you, honey. Bye. <laughs>